And we're back in my happy place, watching Bare Knuckle. Our first fight of the night, Gabrielle Roman versus Courtney Cameron. Courtney Cameron giving me the, the tough pronunciation. It looks a lot harder to pronounce than it is. Round one, the first thing I noticed was Cameron's size difference. She looked imposing, and I thought that was going to be a big factor in the fight. Ended up round one, not a ton of action. Both fighters feeling each other out. Round two, Cameron throws a huge right hand, gets blood from Roman's nose. Um, Gabrielle, I think it was in round one, threw a uh, spinning back fist, which which was she was warned quite heavily. Um, she has a background uh, in, in in kickboxing, and it looks like instinct just kind of took over. Uh. Uh, round one and two were were very similar. Round three, things heated up, tons of action, but very even. There were great exchanges. These two went after it. Round four, same thing, very even. I thought the fight was a draw going into round five. Uh, let's see, round five, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so round five. Roman catches Cameron with a big, I think it was a right hand. Cameron takes a knee, gathers herself, gets back up. And then again, a lot of great exchanges throughout the rest of the fifth round. They really turned it on in the final minute. It went to a judge's scorecard. I actually thought that uh, Roman had it just because of the knockdown. Ended up being a majority draw, and actually without the knockdown, Cameron would have won the majority decision. Um, so it was a huge surprise. Not a huge fan of the of, of the draws. Um, I I wish they could they could have claimed a winner. It's something we don't see a whole lot in other um, um, combat sports. But they, it, it, would, it was really hard to crown uh, a queen of that, that squared circle because it was so even. Coming up in our second fight of the night, a lightweight bout between James Brown and Mike Alvarado. James has one fight under his belt, and, he, and that's a win. That was back in January of this year. Alvarado's making his BKFC debut. We go to round one. Round one, Alvarado, I thought, looked like a boxer. He kind of stalked around the ring. He took a little bit of damage, but I thought that he was going to be able to kind of come back. He never did. I, he may have thrown 10 punches the entire fight. Brown brutalized Alvarado's face. Second round, same thing. But Alvarado stalked around the ring. I mean, he just came forward and just 
took a pound. He came forward and took a pounding, came forward and took a pounding. His corner was pleading with him to let his hands go. Unfortunately, to no avail, as he never really got in rhythm and pretty much stayed in a guard the whole fight, taking tons of damage. This isn't boxing. You don't have gloves on. You just can't cover up like that. Punches get through, and they got through on Alvarado more times than not. Ultimately, uh, as the fighters came out for round three, round three really never got underway. Um, ringside doctor came out and, uh, the damage was just too much. Uh, the blood was getting in Alvarado's eyes. Um, it did not really, uh, stop like it did in the second round or coming into the second round. They, they kind of were able to get the bleeding to stop, um, and, and kind of stay out of his eyes, uh, coming into round three, uh, he, he was just pouring blood into his eyes. There was, there was just no way you couldn't see, um, so, anyways, it was a it was a it was a, a medical you know stoppage uh, and and a big win, a second win for for James Brown, who's really becoming a contender in this lightweight division, and I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what he does going forward. And now we make it to our third fight of the night. We've got Christian Torres, two and three in the BKFC versus Brandon Gertz, 0 and one. And this fight popped off right out of the gate. Round one, Torres straight toward Gertz, but Gertz clips him with a perfect right hand to the jaw. Stuns Gertz. He eventually takes a knee, gets back up, continues, only to be knocked down again. This time, he, he looks like he's in a lot of pain. He does not get back up. KO win for Gertz. Gertz looked strong. I can't wait to see where he goes. I think it was stopped in the first two minutes of, of round one. It was an awesome action packed fight. Of course would have loved to see uh, the ring girls get a little more work, but Gertz with the KO first round and really setting the stage for an awesome BKFC 41. Wow. Fight number four. No words. Fight number four between Dan Spawn and Chris Kamuzi. Kamuzi looked relentless. The fight started off strong in round one. Kamuzi came out smothering his opponent. There was a just onslaught of uppercuts from Kamuzi to Spawn. The first barrage ended in Spawn taking a knee. Kamuzi, with the second barrage of uppercuts, ended with Spawn taking a knee. 
the third barrage of just menacing uppercuts left spawn face down on his knees he did not get back up fight over ko for kamuzi who has not made it out of the first round yet in bkfc now he's got a storied career in mma but making his name very well known in bkfc he looked incredible this was in the cruiserweight division watch out if you've got a face kamuzi you you better come with your best game cuz he is just a power puncher that's all i can say it was it was incredible to watch i felt bad for spawn because kamuzi just was so relentless Woo! Was I excited for the heavyweight match? This was the first of the feature fights, fifth fight of the night between two undefeated heavyweights, Big Ben Rothwell and Josh the Cuddly Bear Copeland. I was super excited going into the fight, and after the fight, I was gassed. My stomach hurt. My face was was about to explode. I mean, these guys. It we watched just we we witnessed, we watched, we witnessed an absolute gladiator battle. It does not get better than this. We've got two undefeated heavyweights in the BKFC coming together, clashing in BKFC 41. Round one started off loads of action, both getting a little gas toward the end of round one. Rothwell was more active in round two. He, he, he tags uh, Copeland just barely, and Copeland goes down, but it was really a slip, I think, but rolled a knockdown. Copeland laughs it off. He's ready to go. They both are really getting gassed by round three. In round three, Rothwell just lands loads of uppercuts to the body. It was impressive. I don't know how Copeland handled those body shots. Ultimately, going into round four, Copeland's corner threw in the towel. He had taken so much damage, I don't know how he was still standing. He has a chin of steel and just heart of a lion. It was incredible. So at the end of the heavyweight fight, Ben Brothwell takes the mic and just with some incredible one-liners, he tells... <laughs> He tells the crowd in Denver, he goes, screw you and your elevation. He said he worked out for months for this fight, and he could have used more, obviously, because they were so, he was so gassed at the end of the fight. They said the elevation really got to him. He also called out Alan Belcher, who's 3-0, who has the heavyweight title. He said he wants him. 
He said he can beat anyone. He just can't beat Father Time. He said he's 41 years old and he's ready for Belcher. He said he needs the fans to implore BKFC to bring him a fight quickly and to get him and Belcher in the ring. He said, either give it to me or let me take it from you. I'm a huge fan of Big Ben Rothwell. This fight just did not disappoint, and it's why I love the heavyweight division. Some of the most exciting fights, they're grueling, heart-pounding. You're on the edge of your seat the entire time. So I I can't wait, because I know we're going to get a Ben Rothwell and an Alan Belcher fight soon. The BKFC has to make that happen. So we move on to the championship bout. We've got Beck Rawlings fighting Christine Ferrer. And before we dive into this fight, in walks Conor McGregor right before this fight begins. Crowd goes crazy. Conor McGregor with the walk swagger. You know, that you could tell it's Conor McGregor from a mile away. And sits down ringside with BKFC president. And I mean, could not have scripted a better BKFC 41. Did I not bring this to fruition? If you listened to the BKFC 41 preview that I dropped Wednesday, if you listened to that bare knuckle pod, you would have known that Eddie Alvarez and Chad Mendez both had pretty notable run-ins with Conor McGregor during their MMA career. And I made a big deal about that. I brought this to fruition. I think that, I don't know, somehow, I think Conor McGregor, I think he's listening to the podcast, folks, because here he walks into BKFC 41 Okay, let, let's you know, let's get into our championship bout, um, and because because Connor you know rears his head uh, later on. So so let's get into to to our championship bout. Beck Rawlings versus Christine Ferrer. What I can say about this fight was these two went toe to toe, both brawling. Okay, round one they were both. Surprisingly accurate. Very even. Again, surprisingly even, surprisingly accurate. It did not get messy. Beck Rawlings did get a cut above her eye. And it plagued her a little bit in the the, lat, the latter half of round one. Plagued her even more in round two. It, she didn't really make a big deal about it, but you could tell blood was... Was I mean, it was obvious. It was all over. I mean, she looked like, like she was in Braveheart. I mean, her, you know, one side of her face was just covered in blood but both of these fighters were so evenly matched it was such a great matchup it was 
fun to watch. I was on the edge of my seat. We go into round three with bated breath, okay? We're sitting there on the edge of our seats. I'm white-knuckling the couch because these two, you you don't know who's going to win. And unfortunately, the ringside doctor had to be called up to look at Rawlings' uh, cut that's right above her eye. And uh, he 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 calls the fight. So it was a TKO victory for Ferrer, which I think is it's pretty good for 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 the BKFC. She's now seven and one. Rawlings drops to three and two, but Rawlings is a serious challenger. You know, and I, I would love to see that fight again because they were quite evenly matched. But geez. Ferrer is scary defending. And we move through to our co-main event, our light heavyweight bout between Chad Mendez and Eddie Alvarez. Spoiler alert, fight of the night. Wow. This fight solidified that BKFC is the future, that bare-knuckle fighting is the future. It was incredible. The skill that these two displayed was remarkable. It kind of, I think, gave us a preview of what the coming years are going to look like as we have an increase in talent going toe-to-toe in the squared circle. This fight was incredible. It was like like an opera and the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. It was incredible. The talent level was off the charts. My hat's off to Alvarez. He looked incredible. Mendez looked threatening the entire fight. He actually looked like he was going to win. There were times when I thought Alvarez was outmatched. There was times when I thought Mendez was outmatched. Round one, as Alvarez and Mendez go toe-to-toe, chants of Alvarez, Alvarez, Alvarez are raining down from the crowd. And round one starts with a bang. Mendez throws a big right, stuns Alvarez, but Alvarez is incredibly elusive. Alvarez slips in round two. They rule it a knockdown. Okay. Round three. Alvarez with the short left makes Mendez take a quick knee, get right back up, and he's ready to go. He takes the mandatory eight count. In round three, you start seeing Mendez getting frustrated with how elusive Alvarez is. He was a moving target, incredibly difficult for Mendez to lay his hands on. Round four, I thought Alvarez had broken his right hand. 
they kind of pawed at it a little bit. He hit the the top. I think you know he came in for a just a massive right. I think it stunned both fighters when it came in. It kind of it looked like it hit kind of the side, but more the top of Mendez's head, and Al, it kind of stunned Alvarez and Mendez. Um, and the rest of the fight, he he you could tell he was worried about that hand. In round five, down goes Mendez, down goes Alvarez. There's two knockdowns apiece. It goes to a decision. Split decision. Again, this this fight. Best fight I've ever seen in BKFC history. Best bare-knuckle fight I've ever seen. I cannot get over the sheer brutality of the fight, but also the sheer skill level that was beyond, way beyond what I I, I was expecting in a bare-knuckle fight. But the winner, by split decision, was Eddie Alvarez. I was a little a little surprised, but not really. I mean, it was it was just an incredible fight. I I thought it was going I thought it was going to a draw, or maybe a sixth round. I thought there might have been a sixth round in there. I really didn't want them to make the sixth round like a thing. Like there's constantly six six rounds. Like I think that should be something that's very 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 rare. And so I'm glad they didn't send it to a sixth round. I'm glad they gave us a winner. And it was Eddie Alvarez. The sad part being that Mendez, this is his last fight, or likely his last fight. Um, and Alvarez kind of talked about that in his post-fight um, interview. And uh, he said, you know, there's no better way to go out than this. He, 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 you could tell he, he, he had a new respect for bare knuckle. And I, I love what he said. He said, Bare knuckle fighting is the future. He said, this is for dogs. And it is, it is. You get in that ring and you can tell some guys get hit and they keep going. And then some guys doesn't take a knock. It just takes a hit. And they're like, no, I'm done. Like this, this is, this is, this is too much. You know, this is for dogs. That's got to be on a shirt somewhere. Right. I mean, this is for dogs. Oh my gosh. I think we'll see Alvarez again. I think we'll see Alvarez again. But best fight I've ever watched. It was worth the price of the pay-per-view. I would have paid that price twice to watch that fight alone. I mean, you just have to watch it. If you didn't purchase you the pay-per-view live, you, you got to find a way to rewatch it. That's That's all there is to it. Maybe get, you know... Uh, uh, subscription to the BKFC, something you've you've got to find a way to rewatch that, or to or uh, you've got to find a way to watch that. It was what everything that this sport could be was in that fight. Loved it. It was a good fight, but of course I can't stop talking about this fight without mentioning that Eddie Alvarez in the middle of the fight, points at Conor McGregor, at the time didn't know exactly 
what was going on post-fight. He talks about how Connor was yelling uh, for an uppercut. He didn't know if he was yelling at Mendez, yelling at him. But Alvarez says that he threw the uppercut and then pointed to Connor to acknowledge that he hurt him. Just a, an incredible moment in the fight. Just adds to the spectacular BKFC 41 that's now in the books. Now to the main event. Two things happened kind of during and after the main event that were were notable. So main event, Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold. Mike Perry was the favorite. I don't know who picked Rock who picked Rockhold, but not many. Um, Mike Perry, certainly the favorite. Round one, huge shots landed on both sides. Rockhold surprised me. Uh, you know, he, he first kind of came out stiff, didn't looked a little out of sorts uh, in the squared circle, but really stunned me with a couple of, of good shots um, on on Mike Perry. Unfortunately, the fight did not last long. There was a stoppage. The stoppage was initiated uh, to begin. I think, actually, no, it wasn't to begin. It was in the second round. Was initiated by Luke Rockhold, um, took his 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 mouth guard out. Um, I don't know if he had a loose tooth. Um, I don't know uh, if it was his jaw, um, but uh, took his mouth guard out. Looked to the the uh, ref and um, uh, referee called it uh, TKO uh, for Perry. So uh, Perry won. He is still undefeated. He's three and zero. I think he qualifies as a dog. Like he, he's an animal in there, and I think he wants to own the BKFC. I certainly know he wants to own the light heavyweight division. So I am, I'm excited to see uh, where it goes. So fights over. And, you know, they're in the post-fight interview, they're asking um, Perry, you know, who do you want next? He name off, he names off some, some fighters. And then he asks to uh, have a face off with Conor McGregor, who gets out of his seat, gets into the ring, tests the ring ropes, um, kind of shadow boxes around the ring. And uh, Perry and, McGregor face off and McGregor's practically says, you know, I will, I'll fight you right here and now. He also says that bare knuckle is, is the future. He said he had, you know, a lot of fun at the fight. He enjoyed watching it. And I just, I think I caused that to happen. I brought McGregor into the BKFC. I put it out there and he showed up. <laughs> you know, think of that what you will, but he's an avid listener. I know he is. He listens to the podcast. He's a big fan of the bare knuckle. I mean, so, I mean, he heard his name today and uh, made an appearance. That, that's, that's exactly how it happened. And uh, that's what I believe. 
So the bare knuckle pod has a lot of influence with Connor McGregor. <laughs> Anyways, it was it was an incredible BKFC 41, and and they put out so many events. We've got 42, 43, um, and and 44 coming up. Let's see. I'm trying to remember the uh, the dates. We've got you know 41 uh, just happened. Um, 42 is in Greenville, South Carolina. That's that's May 12th, and then we've got uh, BKFC 43. That's May 19th. So uh, BKFC 42. That is Tony Soto and Tyler Goodjohn. Goodjohn just. I think he's I think he's he's a menace. He's he's a freaking menace. And BKFC 43 happening in Omaha, Nebraska, May 19th. That's Houston Alexander and Jeremy Smith. And then a big one, I think. I think this is a pretty big one. I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. BKFC 44. Happening June 9th in Great Falls, Montana, we've got Kai Stewart and Louis Lopez. Kai Stewart, the challenger, Louis Lopez defending. And whenever there's a belt on the line, you, you know it's it's going to have fireworks involved. So I'm looking forward to, to the next few events. As for the Bare Knuckle Pod, you know we're here. We're covering it. We get you ready for the fights. We make sure that Conor McGregor makes an appearance. And and we give you a full rundown post-fight quick reaction to all of the action in the BKFC. Remember to hit the like button. Hit the notifications do whatever you can. Don't miss an episode of the Bare Knuckle Pod. Episodes drop weekly. And Conor McGregor, if you're listening, thanks for showing up. Thanks for getting involved in the BKFC. And I know you're going to love Bare Knuckle. I know you're going to go toe-to-toe in the squared circle. Conor McGregor is going to knuckle up, calling it here on the Bare Knuckle Pod. Okay, Bare Knuckle fans, remember, turn on notifications wherever you listen to the Bare Knuckle pod. We will continue to drop episodes weekly, previewing coming up fights, giving you raw reactions, post fights, and keeping you up to date on the fastest growing combat sport. Hang with us. And as always, have fun, get rowdy, and listen to the Bare Knuckle Pod.